exclamation point on a near perfect season. Fortrex Jr. is the monster energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. He'll never be introduced the same way again. From now on, it'll be willpower Indianapolis 500 winner for 2018. Checker flag. Power and Penske win it. Kyle Busch. And here comes Larson. Larson to the bottom of the track. Side job. Trying to take the lead away. Side job. Almost. The momentum. The contact. 18. They make contact. The 18 in the wall. NASCAR, IndyCar, and all things motorsports. It's time for the left turn here on X106.7. Now, here's your hosts, Jacob Blair and Trevor Mayer. Beside me is Trevor Mater. And Trevor, a little bit interesting idea today as uh, right now the Cup Series race is currently going on out there at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, I didn't think when we... Um when we were setting the plans for the show that we would actually have racing to talk about while the show is going on but uh we do is the Xfinity race went final earlier on today now the cup series is in action right now at the Brickyard the final race of the regular season and Monday racing is always interesting to me yeah it, rain has kind of put a damper on really anything throughout most of the country over the weekend so no track time for either the Xfinity or the Cup Series, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So both series getting on track with no practice whatsoever, no qualifying whatsoever. Uh, the Xfinity race earlier today, and they have that, that arrow package out there that really puts an uh, interesting twist on the race, kind of a restrictor plate style race. And there was some pretty insane racing out there, so some big incidents, but it uh, ended up being Justin Allgaier holding off a train of about five cars behind him. Yeah, that was, I caught bits and pieces of it, and that was the most interesting I've seen a race at Indy, I think, in quite some time. Uh, think back to the end of Stage 1, you had John Hunter Nemechek, Cole Custer, Justin Allgaier, Ryan Priest, all there. They went four wide to the start-finish line, and that aero package definitely made it a lot more racier of a race than we've seen it years past in Indy. Yeah, so, I mean, it was Justin Allgaier that ended up winning. He outlasted his teammate Tyler Reddick. Reddick was trying to find a, a way to get a run on his teammate, but Algar just seemed to be, you know, have a, just too good of a car through the corners. He could gap Reddick enough. Uh, Ryan Blaney didn't seem to have the speed on the straightaways to uh, push Reddick, and then there was Daniel Henrik, Matt Tiff, and then Christopher Bell was back there as well. Uh, some early contenders, and it was Ty Dillon and Elliot Sadler, they got in a uh, big incident battling for the lead in stage one. Uh, Cole Custer was involved. He in took a wild game. crash. Yeah, Cole Custer took a, a big hit off of uh, turn number two, tried to throw a block on uh, Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones caught him in the left rear and sent him to the end of the wall. And then later, Ryan Priest took a, a wild ride as well, uh, getting into a tire barrier. And that's one thing about Indy is they, they do so many different things there. You, you've got some, there's some walls that kind of jut out, so they got to put some, some different barriers out there to keep everyone safe, and it was, you know, uh, Ryan that got into a tire barrier, went for a, a little bit of a twirling ride there, but, uh, again, Justin Allgaier picks up the win out there in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, Allgaier's kind of having a career year. I believe this is win number five for him on the season. He won at Iowa earlier this year. He picked up a pair of wins on the road courses, also the win earlier on the season at Phoenix. And then today, he's looked really well. He might be the favorite going into the championship rounds once we get to those here in a couple of weeks. So he's looking really well right now. And 
later on in the show, uh, we will get to our playoff brackets as this was really supposed to be our playoff special. Uh, we'll get to those playoff brackets as we uh, move on later into the show. Uh, kind of last half of the show, we'll have to do it a little bit differently as two spots still technically are up for grabs. So uh, it's Jimmy Johnson and uh, Justin Allgaier that Jimmy Johnson and Alex Bowman, the two cars that need uh, the opportunity to make the playoffs. So what we're going to do when we get to that later is those two drivers will be in our playoff brackets as uh, some crazy stuff really has to happen for them to not make the playoffs. But really the, the big stuff we're going to talk about this week was the big news that happened really kind of after our show last week. And Monday, Tuesday, I dropped as Furniture Row Racing, your defending champion, will not be returning for the yeah, that was a little bit of a bombshell, I think, and it was, it was surprising to me with with how it went down, and I think it's just a sign that the single-car teams anymore are probably a thing of the past. We're not going to see much of, of single-car teams anymore because they were really the only one that had been successful the last couple of years, and uh, now the real question is where does Martin Truex go? Rumors have pointed towards Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, it was just reported today that Jamie McMurray is out at Chip Ganassi, at the end of this year, so that ride's open. Kurt Busch is potentially a free agent, which means Stuart Haas could have an opening. So uh, the silly season, even though we're not quite to the end of the regular of the season, silly season has begun in NASCAR. And with you know, a lot of times, silly season will kind of start before you get to uh, you know, silly season. I mean, it will start when you get to uh, later towards the last four or five races. But with that announcement. Furniture Row Racing not going to be uh, in the 2019 season, and, and knowing that it looks like Martin Truex is headed to Joe Gibbs Racing, he's going to bring Cole Pern with him as well. And more than likely Bass Pro as well as a sponsor. That as well, and there was this has not been confirmed whatsoever. This is just kind of a rumor is that uh, Levine Family Racing is going to be where Daniel Suarez ends up because Truex will go to the 19. Suarez, it sounds like might end up in that 95 car, and that 95 car will switch over to a Toyota manufacturer. Again, that's not anything that's been confirmed. That's just kind of the rumors, and that's part of silly season is the rumors that start flying around. We said Kurt Busch might, uh, is probably out at Stuart Haas, Jamie McMurray out at Chip Ganassi. So then you've got you know, the argument, where do you guys end up? Do you grab cup guys, or do you go ahead and go down? And like, you know, If you're Stuart Haas, do you bring Cole Custer up a year early? You know, or, or does, does Christopher Bell end up at Stuart Haas? I mean, I know he's in developmental contract right now with Joe Gibbs Racing, but he's kind of got a similar style to Tony Stewart himself, and I think that would be a good fit is right there. And uh, You might see maybe Daniel Suarez moves down to the Xfinity Series full-time again, a former Xfinity Series champion, only two years in the Cup Series, hasn't quite had the success that they would probably like for him to have had, almost won at Pocono this year, but they've been the fourth fastest Gibbs car all year and just haven't been able to have their program I'm sure they'd want it to be. Go ahead and take a quick break here on the left turn. Again, we're going to get to some bigger stuff later, just some quick thoughts early on. When we get back to the left turn, we will talk about the IndyCar schedules. Their 2019 schedule dropped earlier this week. Welcome back into the left turn. I am Jacob Boy. Alongside me is Trevor Mater. And Trevor, as we are back now, we 
looking at the IndyCar season as they will start uh, their last race of the year this weekend at Sonoma. Uh, but the big news came out on Tuesday, and that was the new 2019 schedule. And uh, there's some pretty cool highlights on that. Yeah, it's always interesting the IndyCars release their schedules because in years past, we've seen them kind of shy away from as many oval tracks. It used to be about half and half with the oval and road courses. And I even remember back in the, the late 2000s when it was pretty much all ovals, save for um, um, Watkins Glen and Sonoma and maybe one or two other road courses. But now they've got a, a lot of road courses on there. Not a, like a bunch of big changes. Um, I think the ones that are important to note is no more Phoenix, no more Sonoma. They have added Laguna Seca to the that'll be the championship weekend, and then also the Circuit of Americas in Austin. That is on the schedule now too. That is slated for March 24th. So that'll be really interesting when they'll start off with five straight road courses. Yeah, and I, the, the big one that everyone was. The big change everyone was happy about was was Coda getting on to the schedule. That's a race IndyCar fans have been wanting for a while. It's you know essentially the premier road course in America right now because that's where Formula One does go to. So to get that on the schedule, I think that was big for IndyCar. Uh, I'm a fan of of ovals with the IndyCar series. They're only down to five this season, but if there was one oval to get rid of, it, it might have been Phoenix. They went back there and the racing just wasn't up to I think what people wanted out there at Phoenix with the way that the track had been reconstructed for NASCAR, it was just not suitable for uh, IndyCar racing. So I, I think that was the okay one to get rid of. Uh, the one that I wish could have stayed on the schedule, I just think there was some scheduling issues with their racetrack is Watkins Glen. Uh, we, they did lose that for the IndyCar season. So that that was a little bit of a, a you know, that produces some good racing with IndyCar. Uh, but overall, it's a really exciting schedule. They're going to go back to Portland. Uh, I think you said Iowa Speedway is going to be a yep. night race this year, and obviously the May 26th date of the 103rd Indianapolis 500. Yeah, so like you said five ovals on the year, but I mean you got the Indy 500, Texas, which is always a really fast race and an intriguing race with the DXC technology 600, Iowa Speedway. That has been back has been moved back to a night race on July 20th. I believe this year was the first year it had been a day race. Then they got Pocono and Gateway to end the season for the Oval. So interesting kind of combination of tracks where with Indy and Pocono, you know, your two-and-a-half-mile tracks are a lot bigger. And then Texas is more of a super speedway-type track for these cars. And then you get Gateway, which is only a mile, and in Iowa, which is seven-eighths of a mile. So kind of a nice mix. And I'm really interested in Laguna Seca being the, uh, the championship race for the Indy cars next year. Um, they had ran there back when it was cart up until 2004, and we've seen a, a lot of MotoGP stuff there and sports car championships, but we haven't seen open-wheel Indy cars there in a long time, and that'll be interesting. Yeah, so uh, again, the 2019 Indy car schedule came out, and the big one that everyone was really, you know, the, the big reaction that got it got something out of everyone was Coda being ag added to the schedule, and that's Circuit of the Americas, and they're in Austin, Texas. Uh, and the Indy car series, it's it's not quite over for the year yet. We got one more race, and it's a big one this weekend uh, out at Sonoma. Scott Dixon currently holds a 20 nine-point lead over Alexander Rossi, and those are really your two drivers battling for the championship. Double points this weekend, so not anywhere out of the realm of Alexander Rossi uh, jumping Scott Dixon and taking home the IndyCar title. And I think we're going to see Rossi be really aggressive this week because he's got nothing to lose and, and everything to gain. Um, the double points does make it really interesting because 
like we talked about last week, without the double points, he's on the outside looking in of that championship. 29 points would be quite a mountain for him to climb, but with one race, 100 points to win, and I believe third is 70, so if he wins and Dixon finishes third and someone's between them, Rossi would have the edge. Um, I think they're going to throw things at it with qualifying set up too, maybe try to get that extra point. You want to lead as many laps as you can to get those bonus points there too. I think we're going to see that Andretti team be really, really aggressive on Sunday, and it should be a whale of a race, assuming both of them can finish. That's what you always hope for in a championship battle like this, is that something strange doesn't happen that thwarts one of them's opportunity to make it exciting for the fans. And the IndyCar series is one of those series that you get something a little bit different than you do in, in everything else. We've seen the you know, NASCAR Cup Series, you get to Homestead at the end of the year. The four cars that are in the championship four generally are the ones that are running up front. With the IndyCar Series, you've still got, you know, 20 other guys that are extremely fast. The IndyCar Series is one of the most competitive series out there right now. So it's not going to be Scott Dixon and Alexander Rossi battling for first and second and running away from the field. Will Power is going to be there. Joseph Newgarden is going to be there. Ryan Hunter-Ray, he'll throw his hat in there. Simon you know, Pagano won there last year. I mean, so there's, yeah, there's going to be a lot of cars there. Takuma Sato, who just came off a win at Portland. There's going to be a lot of guys up there that are going to try to to throw a monkey wrench into things, and it, it'll be really, really interesting. Um, Alexander Rossi's never really been in this situation before in the IndyCar. He's looking for that first IndyCar title. Scott Dixon, he's as familiar with it as anybody, looking for title number five. Um, and it, I'm, I'm really excited to keep an eye on that this weekend and see who can get it done there. And I, I believe technically Joseph Newgarden and Will Power have not been eliminated, but they need a lot of help. A lot of help is in uh, like Scott Dixon finishing last and, and Alexander Rossi. Basically, the two need to take each other out on lap one for Will Power and Joseph Newgarden to have a shot. And then one of those guys would have to win is pretty much what it comes down to. So a little bit of a long shot for those guys. Um, they kind of hurt themselves last week with with the runs they had at Portland, particularly Will Power, who uh, we talked about last week, lost a gear and ended up ended up crashing. And Newgarden just didn't really have the speed all day to be. Uh, he had speed early on, but then his car kind of went away from him, and he ended up finishing tenth. So it put him on the outside looking in as well. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm super stoked for this this upcoming weekend between those two. And I think it's going to be a really exciting, aggressive race, definitely for Alexander Rossi. Yeah, and one another you know another wrench that the IndyCar series throws into all of this is almost every road course race you watch the strategy game comes into effect when do the yellows fall when when you hit pit road do you do a you know do you try to go one stop less than the rest of the field so there's always those guys are going to try those different strategies try to catch some yellows that will make the rest of this really interesting uh, when we get to Sunday yeah it's going to be exciting for sure even if you're not a fan of open wheel and I know it's not everyone is. It, it's maybe a little bit more difficult for people to, to get into than, than your common stock car, oh, even oval racing. But I think IndyCar, most of the time, they put on a great show. And uh, while these IndyCar championships in the years past have been really, really exciting, and I don't expect Saturday or Sunday, rather, to be any different. Yeah, and one other thing with the IndyCar series is Robert Wickens, who had that horrendous crash at Pocono a while back now. Uh, he did officially was officially named the IndyCar Rookie of the Year as he accumulated enough points in that battle to really run away with it early in the season. But you know, just a little bit of positivity there for Robert Wickens, who's still uh, recovering from his incident out at Pocono. Yeah, good for good for Wickens, and hopefully he can be back in a, in a car soon and ready for 2019. He 
he thoroughly impressed me earlier on this year. I mean, you go back to the opening race at St. Street St. Petersburg, he had the car to win and ended up getting caught in a wreck with Sebastian Bourdais with two to go that thwarted his opportunity to pick up the win. He's, he had speed just about everywhere they went this year and um, driving for Sam Schmidt Motorsports, and you got to think he's going to get that win at, at some point in the near future. Yeah, so the IndyCar Series will crown their champion at Sonoma and Sonoma, California on Sunday. That race will air at 5.30 on the NBC Sports Network. So uh, the IndyCar will crown another championship. Uh, champion, it's either going to be Alexander Rossi or Scott Dixon. Now we'll go ahead and take a quick break here on the left turn, and when we get back, we'll head into our playoff special as we'll be picking both the Truck Series and Cup Series picks all the way through the playoffs so stick with us here on the left turn on x106 welcome back into the left turn alongside me is trevor mater and trevor uh, currently we've got a race going on out there at indianapolis motor speedway uh, what are we seeing so far out there i think we're currently uh, 15 laps into stage two yeah, right now they're coming up on lap 67, so the stages went 50, and then another 50 laps, and then the final one will be a 60-lap shootout. As of right now, Kyle Busch is your race leader, Kevin Harvick second, William Byron third, Matt Kenseth, good day for him so far, he finds himself in the fourth spot, and Austin Dillon is fifth. Now, William Byron, he could be the wild card there, because if he wins... Then that would bump one of his Hendrick teammates, either Alex Bowman or Jimmy Johnson, out. As they run, Jimmy Johnson is in eighth. Alex Bowman, a little bit more of a tough day for him. He finds himself back in the 16th spot. Yeah, and that's what makes the next little segment, or the rest of our show, a little bit challenging right now as we plan to come into today to make all of our picks for the championship. The playoffs start next week, but the last race of the regular season isn't technically finished yet so when we make our picks we're going to go ahead and put jimmy johnson and alex bowman in in those last two spots because those are the two that have it right now but like you said if if william byron or one of these guys can grab the win that'll knock one of them out but i think either one of us if, if someone like william byron does hop and get the win we, we won't have them on to our round of 12. speaking of alex bowman he was just caught up in an accident with aj allmendinger as well and looks like heavy right rear damage on that car so not looking good for him so he'll have to hope on points there and just hope that uh, that, that should that incident will uh, lock Jimmy Johnson into the playoffs because Bowman will not be able to uh, jump over Johnson in points. So Jimmy Johnson will lock in with that. And uh, now we will move and we will start picking our playoffs. We're going to start with the truck series. These drivers are already one race into their uh, one race into their playoffs, and we were going to pick these guys a couple weeks ago when we had our... We are going to try to do our first show. We had the, the little bit of issues. We didn't, so we waited a week uh, to go this week since the trucks do run at Vegas this week and uh, to give our truck series picks. So the drivers in the truck series playoffs are Johnny Sauter, Brett Moffitt, Noah Gragson, Ben Rhodes, Stuart Friesen, Grant Infinger, Justin Haley, and Matt Crafton. And Justin Haley has already advanced into the round of six for the trucks, uh, but as we've got Vegas and Talladega left in the round of eight, Martinsville, Texas, and Phoenix in the round of six, and then Homestead, obviously, for your championship four. But, Trevor, who do you have moving on to your round of six? Well, like you said, obviously Justin Haley's moving on already, and then you go to Las Vegas this week. That's a track that Ben Rhodes won at last year. He, he runs really well at those kind of intermediate tracks. 
I think he's able to get it done there. And then at Talladega, the two that stick out to me are probably either Johnny Sauter or Grant Enfinger. I'm going to go with Johnny Sauter. Um, he's, he's probably on the round of six, whether he wins or not, unless he has a, a lot of trouble. And I think the, the two guys looking on the outside looking in are, are the Thor Sport guys with, with Grant Enfinger and Matt Kraft in them. They haven't been consistent enough all year. They haven't been able to crack that win column, and I think they end up getting eliminated in the round of six. And the way I had this picked is I picked all of my picks before uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. So when Justin Haley won, I had him on the outside of the round of six. He's now into the round of six. So I have Johnny Slaughter, Brett Moffat, Noah Gregson, Ben Rhodes uh, easily advancing to the round of six. And then with Haley making it to the round of six, I think Grant Infinger will slip into that final and sixth spot with his run at Talladega. He's going to be really strong there. He's a good restrictor plate racer. And unfortunately, I agree with you. I think Matt Crafton now is going to be on the outside looking in. He's just not shown the speed this season. Yeah, so you have, I believe, Crafton and Friesen on the outside looking in, and I've got Crafton and Enfinger. So not a, not a lot of disparity there. Yeah, as the trucks then, the round of six again, it's Martinsville, Texas, and Phoenix to make up the championship four. So, Trevor, who do you have from the truck series heading to Homestead? Well, when I look at Martinsville, if Stuart Friesen gets there, I think that track benefits him. I think it benefits Noah Gregson. Um, Johnny Sauter's ran there enough that obviously he can be a factor in it. And Brett Moffat, his car has been good at so many different types of tracks this year. I got Noah Gregson winning in Martinsville. At Texas, I'm kind of going with a wild card here in Stuart Friesen. I think this is going to be a team that it's a single-car team or single-truck team. They're going to throw the book at things. They want to get to that championship four and maybe play spoiler. And then at Phoenix, I, I trust Brett Moffat to get it done. And so I've got Gregson, Friesen, Moffat, and then Johnny Sauter. They've got enough comfort room there right now that, barring a lot of bad things happening, I think they make it in, which means Justin Haley and Ben Rhodes are on the outside looking in. And I'm a little bit different from where Trevor sits. I think Johnny Sauter will solidly make it in. Uh, Brett Moffat will, will, will make it in there as well. Noah Gregson will and it will make it in. And I think Ben Rhodes will make it in as well. And the reason being for that one, I think he's going to run really well at Texas. He seems to like those mile-and-a-half racetracks. He's had some bad luck there, but he always has a fast truck when he gets to the mile-and-a-half. I think Texas suits him. He's going to run decent at Martinsville, run decent at Phoenix, and it'll be enough to put Ben Rhodes in the championship for so, again, I have Johnny Sauter, Brett Moffat, Noah Gregson, and Ben Rhodes. And then we'll head to Homestead for the final truck race of the season. And, Trevor, who do you have as your truck series champion, the final year of what will be called the Camping World Truck Series? Well, i got to go with, with another Iowa guy in Brett Moffat. Um, they've kind of had a weird team this year as far as there's been. They've won four races, and you could argue that maybe three of those four races they shouldn't have won. I'm going back to Michigan and Iowa, but I in Chicago, I think this is a team that if they get to Homestead being a single car team, much like Stuart Friesen, they're going to try some, some different things and try to make their car as fast as they can. They're going to go in on it. Um, I, Noah Gregson, I, I don't know how he will be in a one-race, winner-take-all situation, um, given how aggressive he's been in the past. So I really think it's probably a two-cat race between Brett Moffat and Johnny Sauter, and I'm going to give the edge to Brett Moffat and say he is your 2018 Camping World Truck Series champion. And I will agree with Trevor. I believe Brett Moffat will wind up with the championship. And you said the, there was about three races that he maybe shouldn't have won, but then there's three or four he probably should have won that he didn't. That's a lot of times how racing will work. Uh, but Brett Moffat, they're, they're bringing fast race cars to the track. They're, they're running really fast right now. Johnny Sauter... Has not necessarily, to me, hasn't shown the all-out speed 
but he's shown enough that he's winning races because he's a second or third place car every single week. Brett Moffat a little bit different. They'll either bring the fastest truck to the racetrack or more like a sixth, seventh place truck. But I think with Homestead, everyone brings their best truck. Everyone brings their best stuff. So Brett Moffat will have the fastest truck there. I, Noah Gregson, I think, will be right around fifth. Ben Rhodes, to me, is the wild card because, again, it is a mile and a half. I think he could run up front and challenge Johnny Slaughter and Brett Moffat. But, again, I agree with Trevor that the – two that'll be fighting this one out with the, the final laps remaining will be Johnny Sauter and Brett Moffat, and Brett Moffat will end up your champion, and that would do wonders for his career if uh, he could walk away with the, the championship in a one-truck team. Yeah, I think it would, and I've always been in interested to see what Moffat would do um, at a with a higher-level team. I know he had some runs with Michael Waltrip racing a couple years ago, and Brian Vickers was out, and he actually looked pretty good at times as well, so... It, it could really kind of jumpstart his career, resurrect it, if he can get that Truck Series championship. Because he's shown that he, he can win races this year. Yeah, so those are our Camping World Truck Series picks. And now we will turn to the big one, and that is the Monster Energy Cup Series. Again, they are currently racing out of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Brickyard 400. Race probably getting close to, or if not, half the way done. They're at 30 to go in Stage 2. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and make our picks. The first three tracks of the season are three tracks we haven't really seen in the playoffs, and that's Las Vegas, Richmond Raceway, and then the wild card of round number of the round of 16, and that's Charlotte Motor Speedway. And that might not sound like it should be a wild card, but they are going to be racing on the Roval at Charlotte, and that's going to throw everyone for a loop. So an interesting round of 16 with the tracks that these guys are going to have to race on. Yeah, it's a wide variety of tracks, too, when you look at it. Um, and I think it plays to just about every one of the championship contenders' strengths and weaknesses. Um, when you look at Las Vegas, you think maybe a guy like a, a Brad Keselowski, a Martin Truex, a Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. But then you go to Richmond, it probably benefits a guy like a Kyle Larson, a Clint Boyer, Joey Logano even, um, one of those guys, Denny Hamlin. And then you go to the Roval and... Really, I mean, we don't know a lot about what to expect from there because, no, I mean, these guys have tested, but they haven't they haven't actually got a race there. So then you got to go, well, which guys are normally the best road course racers? Well, well Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski. And what we've learned from the, the test with the Rovals is these guys are as confused as everyone's going to be watching it. They kind of don't quite know what to happen. We've already seen some guys crash their test cars on the roval in these test sessions guys are struggling with it so it really is truly a wild card race that i think everyone might focus their attention on that one and try to secure their spot into the round of 12 before they get there because i would not want to be a driver a couple points ahead of, of that cut line going into the roval so the the 16 drivers we are the 14 that are locked in are kevin harvick kyle bush martin tricks jr clint boyer brad keselowski joey logano chase elliott kurt bush eric jones austin dillon ryan blaney kyle larson denny hamlin and eric almarola the two that unless something crazy happens today that will be in the playoffs are jimmy johnson and alex bowman and of those 16 drivers driver who do you have moving on to your round of 12 well, it's it was kind of it was kind of tough to really put it together. Um, obviously, you look at the top half: Bush, Truex, Harvick. Those guys have a, enough playoff points that I, they're easily going to get the championship eight. I think. Then from there, it's, I think maybe where you see the playoff points not matter as much as they did because there's been so many races. So I, I think it, um, when you go to Las Vegas, I, I'm going with Brad Keselowski. I think maybe they found a little something last week in Darlington. They probably didn't have the fastest car, but the way they were able to put things together, they get the win. Penske always runs really well there. 
at Richmond, I'm going with Kyle Larson to get his first win of the year. He really loves that track. Dominated last year. He always runs fast there. I think he gets it done. And then, like I said, the Roval, we don't know a lot about. So I got to go with the guy that is going to be consistent, going to be a factor to win no matter where he goes, and that's Kyle Busch. So I've got those three picking up the wins. Um, as far as on the outside looking in, I've got Alex Bowman, Jimmy Johnson, Austin Dillon, and Eric Jones. Bowman and Johnson just haven't. Bowman Johnson and Dillon all just haven't had the speed this year. Eric Jones hasn't been consistent enough at at Las Vegas and Richmond. I don't think for him to get in to the next round. Um, and I'm just making the cut. I've got Ryan Blaney, Eric Almarola, and Chase Elliott. Yeah, so I, I agree with the, the top guys is just the sheer amount of playoff points that they have more than everyone else, and we aren't going to really know how much more until the end of today's race when the regular season points get bonus points get distributed and all that stuff with, with stage winners and race winners. Uh, so I think it could be even more for Harvick, but it will be more for Harvick, Bush, and Truex, and it shows up right now. So for sure, Harvick, Bush, and Truex, uh, Kyle Bush will make it to the round of 12, and I have Clint Boyer. We'll solidly make it in. Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch. I think Eric Jones will move on to the round of 12. Kyle Larson will move on to the round of 12. Denny Hamlin and Eric Almarola. I think Almarola and Jimmy Johnson will be the two battling for that 12th and final spot. I think Austin Dillon and Alex Bowman have just not shown the speed this season at all. Ryan Blaney has, has struggled the last few weeks. He's had some fast cars, but they're just not putting races together right now. And I think with the, the tracks that are coming up again. Vegas is the one where he maybe can get enough to move on, but I, I think Ryan Blaney is the one that will shock some people and miss out on the round of 12. Yeah, that's a little different than I have, for sure. It's kind of all up in the areas. Other than those top three, everyone else is pretty even. So when we look at the round of 12 now, again, a, a big variety of racetracks. You've got the one-mile concrete monster in the Dover, then we go to the restrictor plate race, out at Talladega, and then we go back to the mile and a half uh, near us at Kansas Speedway. Again, a wide variety of these guys to play to their strengths. So if you're 12, you have into your 12 heading to the round of eight. Who makes the round of eight? Well, in the round of eight, and you mentioned those those tracks, again, a different variety of tracks. And Dover, I think, again, that's a track that benefits Kyle Larson, just the way he drives. Talladega is the, the big wild card here. I miss the first year or two of the, the playoffs when that was the cutoff race because if you weren't a full race ahead and hadn't won a race, it was totally up in the air. I think maybe it was wise for NASCAR to move it away, but at the same time it took away some of the entertainment from it. I think some of the uh, drivers forced NASCAR to move it away from Talladega at that's the cutoff race. a strong possibility. I'm going with Brad Keselowski to uh, get the win at Talladega. Penske's have just been so fast there. And they always find a way to be up front, whether it's Kozlowski or Logano or even Ryan Blaney. And then at Kansas, I got to go with Martin Truex Jr. He uh, dominated the field last year, and I think that the top two guys at Kansas the last couple times I've been there have proven to be him and Kyle Busch. And I'm going to give the edge to Truex. On the outside looking in, I have Eric Almarola, Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, and Chase Elliott. I think this is a round that maybe kind of sets those guys back a little bit. And uh, so my championship eight, I've got Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, and um, I have Clint Boyer in both. Ryan Blaney is my other championship eight. Yeah, so we are starting to vary quite differently in our predictions for how this is going to go, other than NASCAR's you know, big dominating three of the season in Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex Jr. I think those three will, again, the, the playoff points they get because it resets but then you get to you know use your playoff points all the way all the way until the championship four so they're going to 
almost have a, you know a half race or so or three quarters of a race or so more than everyone else as they head to these races so that'll benefit Truex and when you talk about Truex the whole furniture row racing thing shutting down I think that will hurt them a little bit in terms of performance they're not going to be 100% focused but Martin did the, again those playoff bonus points he's got will carry him to that championship eight and then I have Chase Elliott making it to the championship eight Kyle Larson Eric Jones Brad Keselowski and Clint Boyer outside looking in I don't think Joey Logano will make it into the round of eight Kurt Busch Denny Hamlin or Eric Almarola on those four drivers it again the, the oh, if you're behind Kevin Harvick Kyle Busch and Martin Truex it's really even so I think it's going to be really tight and the, the tracks that we're going, that the series is going to, other than, you know, Kansas for Joey Logano, that's the one where he can prove, you know, blow my predictions up. Uh, other than that, these tracks aren't the best for these drivers. So, again, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Trix Jr., Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, and Clint Boyer are my eight that make the round of eight. Uh, and, again, the three tracks at... The round of 12 are really what kind of, there, there again, there's some wild cards in there at, at Talladega, and then Kansas really shouldn't be a wild card track, but a lot of times it'll act like a wild card track. It does. It's always an interesting track. It's a lot more interesting than, than it was in years past. Yeah, so we will go ahead and take a quick break here on the left turn, and when we get back, we'll pick the round of eight and our championship four, as well as preview everything out there at Las Vegas for the upcoming weekend. So stick with us here on the left turn. And welcome back into the left turn. I am Jacob Blair. Alongside me is Trevor Mater. And Trevor, again, we've got that Brickyard 400 going on out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you, you wouldn't mind, go ahead and give us another quick update on uh, what's going on out there. Yeah, right now they're on lap uh, 81 of 160, so they're just past halfway. Uh, 20 to go in stage two. Kevin Harvick in control right now. 1.3 seconds out of Quint Boyer, Ryan Blaney. Two seconds back in third. Uh, Kyle Busch working his way through the field. I didn't totally catch what my guess is he, he pitted. Uh, he finds himself back in 16th. Brett Keselowski also back there as well in 17th. Jimmy Johnson 18th. So right now everything kind of running as we would expect. Yeah, so before we left for that quick break, we were picking our uh, picks for the 2018 NASCAR playoffs. We worked our way to the round of eight, and that's where we will start now as the round of eight includes Martinsville, Texas, and ISM, also known as Phoenix. Uh, those three racetracks, so again, you'll get a, a variety. You'll get the little half mile, the, the big one and a half mile, and then a mile racetrack with those three. And uh, just to talk about the racetracks a little bit, you know, Martinsville, Texas, and ISM, all three of these tracks kind of suit drivers differently in the uh, round of eight. Yeah, in my round of eight, I have Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, and Ryan Blaney. When I look at Martinsville, I think it, it favors, you know, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and um, really those two are, are probably the, the two strongest there. Brad Keselowski's ran well there in the past. Texas, I think Kevin Harvick maybe would be the guy to be Martin Truex and Kyle Busch run really well there too. Uh, maybe Ryan Blaney, and then at Phoenix, that's Kevin Harvick's track. He might as well, he might as well be called the Kevin Harvick Raceway. But Kyle Larson runs really well there too, and he likes that track. So I've got Kyle Busch picking up the win at Martinsville and punching his ticket to the championship for Kevin Harvick doing the same at Texas, and Kyle Larson doing it at Phoenix. 
My final one, so I've got Bush, Harvick, and Larson. I was torn between Martin Truex Jr. and Brad Keselowski. I think we're going to see with the news from Furniture Road this year, I think we're going to see them maybe falter a little bit down the stretch. Not a good run for them today. They find themselves way back in the pack. I believe they are in right now. They're scored in last place, 42 laps down. I didn't catch what happened. But also, I'm not sure that Keselowski has the speed to get to the championship for. Um, and that fourth spot is just kind of tough to, to predict. But I'm going to go with Bush, Harvick, Truex, and Kyle Larson to be racing for the title in Miami. Yeah, I'm going to agree that Kevin Harvick will win out there. Not, I think Kevin Harvick will win out there in Phoenix, but it won't matter. He'll have enough points through the first two races to, to make the championship four. So Kevin Harvick will be there. Kyle Busch, same thing for him. He'll run good at Martinsville and Phoenix and Texas. I don't know if these guys will they'll pick up wins, but they'll be up there top five the whole time. Uh, the reason... I say these guys might not pick up wins. The last several weeks, we have not seen the domination from these three that we've seen for most of the season, and I don't think that bodes well going into the playoffs. Last week, we talked about maybe they're trying some stuff. Maybe they're looking at finding a way to you know, get a little bit more speed into the playoffs, but I'm not a big fan of that. I think that, that kills your momentum, that makes it difficult to get it back, and uh, these guys will have to work a little bit more to make the championship for, but just the sheer amount of playoff points, and I know I've you know, said that a lot today, but the playoff bonus playoff points they get will, will put Harvick and Bush into the championship four. Same thing for Truex. I think Truex struggles in this round, but when I say struggle, I think he runs 8th to 12th at Martinsville, Texas, and Phoenix, and that's enough to sneak into the championship four, and then I have someone in the championship four that Trevor knocked out in the round of 16. I have Eric Jones making the championship four, and the speed that Eric Jones has had, he's kind of different from some other people. He's had a lot of speed and not put together the, the finishes, and I think he starts putting together these finishes. We've, we've seen him running top five. We've seen him battling for the lead the last couple of weeks, and then you look at the end results, and he's you know 12th. He's 13th. He's 8th or ninth. I think that stops for him, and he sneaks into the championship four. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I thought about when I was looking at mine, um, I thought about Clint Boyer. He's a, a really big wild card in this. He's been running consistent all year. He won at Martinsville earlier this year. Um, he's had success at Phoenix in the past. Kurt Busch as well. He's been sneaky consistent all year. Let's have the Stuart Haas cars in general. Um, I keep waiting for Ryan Blaney to break through and get that win. So And Chase Elliott, too, ran well at Phoenix last year. and He really runs well just about everywhere. Um, Should have won at Martinsville last year, didn't, but I, I, it's just going to be interesting down the stretch with the amount of playoff points these guys have accrued. There's a legit possibility that we already know three of the four that are racing in Miami for the title. And I, I think we we do, but the last several weeks have shown me that these playoffs could be extremely more wide open than we thought they were going to be four or five weeks ago. I think there's some guys that can play spoiler. There's some guys that, you know, you talked about it, Clint Boyer. I mean, even Eric Almarola, he's put together some strings of runs. It, these are these are three race miniseries to just move on to the next round, and some of these guys can put together three good runs, sneak into the next round, and then you never know when you, you run into a win. It's the NASCAR Cup Series. There's some things that can happen, you know, late race restarts, rain, as Clint Boyer found out in Michigan. Yeah, some things can happen that you can pick up wins, so as long as you just hey, focus these three races, move on to the next round, anyone can be there. Uh, and so when we get to Homestead, uh, again, the championship race, four drivers enter. It's just whoever finishes the best ends up winning the race. There's no extra bonus points. 
nothing on the line other than who finishes the race in front of the other three is your champion. So, Trevor, who do you have as your 2018 NASCAR Cup Series champion? Well, he has to get there first. Um, and, and, all, and that's an honest conclusion, too, is he has to get there first. And that's Kyle Larson because uh, no one has been as fast at Homestead the last couple of years than he has. Best is a track that for some reason he's always ran super well at but never had the good end result. And I think if they get there with the chance to win the championship, he'll be able to get it done. And Kyle Larson in a year where maybe he didn't have the business winning the championship, having not won a race going into the playoffs, I have him peeling off three wins and picking up the championship. Wouldn't be the first time we've seen that. Tony Stewart, you go back to 2011, he didn't win a race coming into the, the chase, and he said, we're terrible. We're just taking up a, a playoff spot. Well, then he rallied off five wins and beat Carl Edwards in a tiebreaker. So I've got Kyle Larson as your 2018 Monster Energy Cup Series champion. And I, I, it was hard for me to go pick against Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, or Martin Truex, and, and really Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. But then I thought about it. Well, these guys are going to be so focused on each other. And, and so worried about beating one another that that fourth driver, whoever ends up not being Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, or Martin Truex, is going to have a really good shot at Homestead to just play spoiler, kind of sit sixth all race long, and at the end of it do kind of what Brad Kozlowski did at Darlington and sneak a win. And I think that will with what I've got, Eric Jones will be that person. I think Eric Jones will surprise everyone and end up your Cup Series champion. But I don't think the, the champion this year is going to be one of those three because, like I said, I think they're going to be really focused on each other. And that doesn't, you know, it's great for, for watching it when you watch, you know, the rival rivalry of guys, you know, going up against each other thinking, hey, you're the fastest out here. But there's, there's a lot of other fast cars out here that have gotten faster throughout the season and started to catch up to these three. And I think whoever's in that fourth spot will get the championship at Homestead. So you're going with Eric Jones. I'm going with Kyle Larson. This is totally different than I anticipated us going when um, we talked about it last night as far as what we were going to do for today's show. So I'm just glad we both didn't come out and pick Kyle Busch or something. Yeah, that, that would it makes it more interesting. It, it makes it where, you know, we, we're hoping for some fireworks, I guess, is what we're, we're both being hopeful that it's going to be different than what everyone really expects. I think both of us sit here and go, well, we're saying Kyle Larson and Eric Jones, but really it's going to be Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, so with the short amount of time we have left here on the left turn, we do have a weekend of racing coming up out at Las Vegas. Uh, the Trucks World of Westgate 200 will be on Friday. It's 134 laps. It'll be on at, on at 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Real quick, Trevor, who is your pick to win that race? At Las Vegas this week? Yep. I'm taking Ben Rhodes. Uh, just the way he runs at those types of tracks, you know, Kentucky, Las Vegas, Texas. I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes. I've got Ben Rhodes as well winning the truck race and locking himself into the round of six for the trucks. The Xfinity Series, they will also be at Las Vegas. They've got the DC Solar 300. That's Saturday. It'll be 200 laps at 4 p.m. on the NBC Sports Network. And I believe... Now starts the time when, when the Xfinity Series, that if you are a Cup Series driver, you cannot participate. Is it this week or is it I, I think they included the final regular season race to knock out the Cup drivers. I know it's the playoffs. I think it's the final regular season race. So it'll be all Xfinity Series drivers. And right now, it, for me, it's really hard to pick against Justin Allgaier. Yeah, it kind of is. So I'm going to do it anyways, though. Um, I'm going to go with Christopher Bell. Yeah, the, those are really the two guys I think when we get to our Xfinity playoff brackets next week, we'll probably have locked into the championship four pretty easily. 
And then on Sunday, it, the Cup Series will have the South Point 400. It'll be 267 laps. That'll start at 2 p.m. on the NBC Sports Network. Real quick, Trevor, who do you have winning that race? Take Brad Keselowski. Penske always runs really well at Vegas. Um, they picked up a win a couple of weeks ago, so I think it would give them some confidence and momentum. Not running the best today, but they never really do at Indy. But I give me Brad K to punch his ticket into the round of 12. I think after what we've seen from the 78 car uh, today, uh, a poor run for them. I think they it lights a fire under them a little bit, especially with the announcement that came this, this prior week. And Martin Truex will win at Vegas for the Cup Series. And we kind of skipped over this one when we talked about the IndyCar Series, but they are at Sonoma this weekend. So real quick, Trevor, who do you have winning the race? And then who do you have winning the championship? I'm going to say Alexander Rossi goes all out. Picks up the win. Scott Dixon finishes your normal Scott Dixon third, fourth, or fifth, but it doesn't matter. Alexander Rossi is your champion and your winner in Sonoma. I, th- you know, I, I don't think either Scott Dixon or Alexander Rossi win this race. I think Joseph Newgarden will win this race. Uh, Newgarden does really well on the permanent road courses. Uh, he, he's really fast everywhere he goes, but he seems to like, especially like something somewhere like Barber or Mid Ohio. Joseph Newgarden likes those places. So Joseph Newgarden ends up with the win, and then I think Scott Dixon picks up his fifth championship. He'll finish third or fourth, but without Rossi winning, I think Rossi finishes second. Dixon hangs on to the championship. It'll be interesting. I'm excited. It'll be a fun weekend of racing. And real quick, Trevor, any last-minute thoughts or want to let us know what's going on one more time out there at Indy? Yeah, seven laps to go in Stage 1, so they've got 67 laps to go total in the race. Clint Boyer has just taken the lead. I believe Kevin Harvick has went into pit. He had opened up a, a pretty comfortable lead, but Clint Boyer race leader Ryan Blaney in second. Worth noting, a good day for Matt Kenseth right now. Finds himself in the fifth spot, but um, everyone right now chasing down Clint Boyer. Yeah, so... That is your World of Racing here on this Monday. Thank you for tuning in to The Left Turn. I'm Jacob Blair. Alongside me was Trevor Mater. Every Monday from 2 to 3, it's all things racing. We'll talk NASCAR. We'll talk IndyCar. We'll be back with you next Monday here on X106.